There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to SpinFL. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm John Rollins. And Skip from Sora. Yeah, man, and we're coming to you from R.M. Cole A.M.K. Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they got a spread out for us. I'm going to try my best not to eat it all. Uh, it's pretty good. Cold cuts, cheese, olives, We got the Italian tomatoes. thing going on. Yeah, man, you feel you feel like you're at home? I'm feeling right at home. Cucumbers? Do y'all, y'all fuck with cucumbers like that? That's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they were like, we can't normal. have a full plate of Italian I, shit. At this moment, I'm basically eating around the cucumbers, <laughs> yes. to be honest. It's uh. regional. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's regional, I'm being told. Yeah, but uh, this is a nice spread, man. They set us up nice. Um, yeah, we uh, another exciting week of football without football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving, man. <laughs> The NFL. Yeah, but fortunately in Sweden, we had the closing of the Palma case. Yes, which is more important than anything in the world. Uh, yeah, for me anyway. Yeah. And obviously, you know, being the guy who created the TV series, we got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, plug, plug, plug. You can yeah. see on SVT Play all six episodes. Go watch it because it's yeah. far more entertaining version of the presentation yesterday. <laughs> Uh, well, we got to explain what the Paul Mord is, <coughs> the murder of... Uh, yeah. yeah, for those of you who aren't Swedish, uh, Olaf Palma was the prime minister. He was assassinated in 1986. Mm. Uh, case has never been solved. There have been mm. a lot of conspiracies. Just It's basically like Sweden's version of JFK. Mm-hmm. Um, and what drew me to it, like from a storytelling perspective, aside from the regular intrigue, is the yeah. fact that there has been a 50 million Swedish crown reward for anyone who could solve the case, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting, carried on a stick. Interesting enough that you wrote an entire TV show about it. <clears throat> and the final episode of that TV series aired on SVT three days before they actually closed the actual yeah. Palma case. Yeah, man. I mean, what are the fucking chances of that happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. Anyway, the uh, presentation was a complete letdown. I think today <laughs> uh, is evidence that everybody in the press, everybody in social media um, completely rejects the presentation that was given mm-hmm. yesterday. Even in the New York <clears throat> Times. Even in the New York Times, slamming that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to do very well for the reputation of the Swedish police and their inability to solve crimes. That's for sure. <laughs> Plural. Yeah, multiple <laughs> crimes. Um, uh. Anyway, this is a football podcast, but that has consumed the majority of my week because, yeah. you know, since the show came out, you know, I've become a somewhat recognizable figure. Yeah. And also because of the timing of the closing of the actual case uh. and the show being released. Um, Oddly enough, has sort of turned me into someone that you know media outlets would like to have comments yeah. <laughs> about. Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm not saying I'm a Palma expert, but they're treating me like one, which is kind of bizarre. Yeah, but you're v- very interested in it. You know, way like for instance, you know mm. way more about it 
than me. Oh yeah, and probably anybody in my my group of friend, my circle of friends. Yeah, I know more about it than most people I exactly. talk to for sure. So you could consider yourself kind of you're an expert on theories. True, but I my intentions are only bad. In that, I, I just want to tell funny stories. Like, oh, okay. I, I don't literally want to solve the case. Really? I mean, I would. I was going to say, come I on. I mean, if I stumbled onto something and okay. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Then, yeah. But but that wasn't really my goal. My goal okay. was to kind of, yeah, satirize mm-hmm. the history of it all. Okay. Besides the murder. Yeah. Not I, the I'm murder. not saying I don't have any respect for the, right, I mean, right, the right. family, obviously. that I That's actually the part that I felt the, the most uncomfortable about. You know, coming up on the announcement of the closing of the case, like what a horrible thing yeah. it must be for the family to have to relive this. Mm-hmm. And for the presentation to turn out to be so bad, they had like hardly any evidence. They had no evidence. They had nothing. They had nothing more than they had, you know, there was nothing new that was learned yesterday. Um, okay. And they pointed out a, a guy who's dead, right? Pending on a dead guy who yeah. can't defend himself. And the case has to be closed because you can't prosecute him because he's dead. Uh, and mm. so. You know, closure would have been nice for a lot of people. Yeah. A way to close it down in a respectful way, um, especially to the family. But this, this, the whole conspiracy thing will go on till the end of time. Yeah. After that, for sure. Man. So. So interesting. The whole thing. So, yeah. It's crazy. Look it up. Olaf Palma assassination. killed in the middle of the street. Yeah. It was, was it daylight? <laughs> no, no, no. It was nighttime. It was even, okay, it was dark. It was late. Okay. He late. was on his way home oh, from a movie. Summer night. Yeah, yeah. He was on his way home from a movie with his wife. Uh-oh, movie? Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, no. sure. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, he was on his way home from the movie. Shot in, you know, 1130-ish. Mm-hmm. Something like that. With his wife, JFK. <clears throat> yeah. She was shot, too. <laughs> she was shot, too? Well, the the second shot grazed her back. Okay. Um, yeah, so she was also shot. Oh, man, I didn't know that. See? Mm. Man. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, man. It almost, uh, watching your show made me kind of want to dig in. Yeah. It, it, it rings so true that I could see an American coming here being like, I'll solve this shit. Yeah, how hard could it be? That <laughs> oh, was yeah. basically the premise of the show, uh. that, you know, it, you know, here where Swedes are like, oh, my God, this is such a hard case, blah, 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 and this American comes along and says, how hard could it be? I mean... Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there, man. I had to catch myself like, you know what? Let me chill. <laughs> All right, man. Well, now that we got that off your chest, because I know you weren't going to let us get into this without talking about uh, this uh, Olaf Palm yeah. murder. We can move on to football closer. now. We could talk about a little bit of football. Yeah, because uh, some shit has been happening. <laughs> yeah, shit's been going down, man. We got uh, we talked like, when we spoke last uh on air mm. we uh uh drew Brees had uh staked his made a statement mm. and uh, he got basically attacked by his teammates yep and uh with good reason yeah i think because he was still spouting rhetoric from 2016 yeah it seemed like like he never took the time he still thought it was all about the flag yeah um, you know, that the protests, you know, were about disrespecting America and yeah. and all that stuff. And now Drew Brees has obviously had a <clears throat> change of heart, uh, I guess you could say. You could say that, or you could say he got in some hot water and now he's trying to fix it. 
And you could also say it took him about, what, four apologies to get it right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> I have the latest uh, apology here. Yeah, the fourth we, one. Uh, we'll listen to this. This is the fourth one? Yeah, this is his fourth apology where he's like, listen, man, I basically apologize on paper. I apologize on Instagram with a post with a black and a white hand. Oh, and now I got to do it so you can see my face. You know, it's like he's going in, man. Let's check it out. Oh, here we go. I know there's not much that I can say that would make things any better right now, but I just want you to see in my eyes how sorry I am for the comments that I made yesterday. I know that it hurt many people, especially friends, teammates, former teammates, loved ones, people that I care and, and respect deeply. That was never my intention. I wish I would have laid out what was on my heart in regards to the George Floyd murder. Ahmaud Arbery, the years and years of social injustice, police brutality, uh -huh. and the need for so much reform and change. So much. In regards to legislation and so many other things to bring equality to our black communities. I am sorry, and I will do better, and I will be part of the solution, and I am your ally. And I know no words will do that justice, yeah, that was that was mm. it. That was it for the, his internet, his uh, Instagram post. Um, oh, Skiff, you want tissue? I mean, I see you shed a tear. <laughs> Just shed a tear, man. No, look, as much as we want to make fun of the fact that it took him four cracks at yeah. getting this right, um, I do think that um, I do think that you know, especially for a lot of people like like Drew. I mean, I grew you grew up with these people too. You yeah. come from the south. I come from the south. It's an coming to this position for a lot of people is it takes a, a, a it's an evolution you need yeah. to get there somehow yeah. and it's usually not like flipping a switch it takes some convincing yeah. now obviously you can argue that he said what he needed to say to save his career uh but at the yeah. same time I, I i sort of err on the side of fine i'll take it if that's what helps to push the movement forward yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there yeah. I'm, I'm all in and the one thing that i think kind of made me feel really good about Drew Brees was his response to Donald Trump, you know, because, oh, yeah, 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 you know, because sure. after, um, after Brees' initial statement, you know, saying that, oh, I won't, I won't support anyone who disrespects the flag, and, and then he apologized, and then Trump said, no, you never should have apologized. <laughs> you know, Trump. it was like, this guy. You shouldn't have apologized. <laughs> yeah. But his statement, to and he directed it to Donald Trump, which I thought was pretty brave. I mean, this guy is a Trump supporter, Drew Brees, for yeah. sure. Yeah, there's pictures of him with the family and all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sends out a, was it a tweet? Uh, to, to President Trump. Oh, no, it was Instagram. And it said, to President Trump. So he calls him out directly, you know, saying, you know, I, this is my mistake. I, you know, this shouldn't be about the flag. Should I read it? Yeah, absolutely. Read the whole statement. Uh, I in. won't read it like he did, because if I did, I'd go, to President Trump. No, it would be super boring if you did Through it the way my he did ongoing... It. Conversation. <laughs> but I'm going to get into how I feel about it like in a, a normal second. human. All right. <laughs> Through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realized this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop t talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issues of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture 
in our nation's history. If not now, then when? Over 260,000 uh, likes mm. uh, on that. Mm. Uh, I think that's a great response. Yeah. Kudos to him. Yes. I'm, I'm clapping. Well done. Uh, it, I think it, it, it makes up for the multiple apologies mm. it took for him to get what he thinks is right, get mm. it right. Uh, the last one just seemed a little like forced or whatever, and like, all right, please, please believe me. And I do believe in his heart that he he's a, he cares about his team. He's trying to be a good leader, but uh, it was just he just had that white guilt that made him want to distract. Yeah. And now he's looked it into the looked head on into the problem, and uh, I think he does understand it. I want to see more action, of course, but I just thought the last apology was it was trash too. I don't know. Yeah, look into my eyes. No, I, I keep getting the apologies wrong because I'm rushing to do it. And here, I'm going to say the right thing because he kept leaving little bits out of each apology. The first one, he was saying how he can be the leader for us. Yes, that's and what we need. His, didn't his wife even come out and apologize as well? I think she came out and issued an apology, too. Oh, I didn't too. know that, man. Like, the whole so he, had fucked, Breeze family. He, had, he had fucked it up so bad that his wife tried to step in and get it right oh, for man. him. They got to clean up after us all the time, man. But I think that <laughs> I, I, it's true. Uh, but this the the one I agree. The one I was most impressed with was was his reaction to Trump. Yeah. Uh, and calling him out directly. Yeah. I don't expect Trump to evolve on this issue, uh, no. but it was symbolically it was very important for him to do that, I think. I, I agree, and uh, it was it weighed way more than it meant <laughs> way more than that uh, fourth apology or third apology, whatever. Because the thing that I think is really interesting about this, and is, this is specifically related to Trump, like so, of, of course, right now there's a lot of momentum for the movement, yeah. uh, the social justice, uh, the Black Lives Matter, all that stuff, the NFL getting involved, finally taking him a few cracks at saying the right thing. But what happens come October? When it's like election season, what happens when Trump starts talking about this? What happens when the pressure and the backlash starts to hit because Trump is is commenting on on how the NFL folded under the pressure of the social justice movement? And like, COVID is calmed down and all of that. Yeah, stuff. what's going to happen then? I I don't know. I think it, it it's gone too far. Like. Uh... I think people have taken their stances. They have to stand by it. I certainly hope so. And I can say this. Patrick Mahomes adding his voice yes. to this. Deshaun Watson. The youth, uh, Lamar Jackson had, uh, he just was too late with his statement, but he was ready to put something in there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if our listeners know, but the NFL players, they put out a video. Man, that was good. It was really good, man. Uh, they put out a video um, where a bunch of them are um, putting faces behind the whole thing. And, and Mahomes being, I mean, Mahomes is clearly the poster boy of the league. Yes, yes, he's the future. Uh, he's the future of the NFL. He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you gonna tell? You gonna tell Pat Mahomes not to kneel? Yep. Nope. You're not gonna. Nope. You're just uh, not. So yeah. Jerry Jones has been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones. I don't think you expect to hear anything out of Jerry uh, Jones. Uh, Roger Goodell spoke. He did. Roger he took Goodell another spoke. shot at his apology. <laughs> well, he didn't have one before, right? Well, he had a... Well, uh, Yeah, maybe it wasn't an apology. It was more like a... It was just a comment. Uh, uh, what was his comment? I didn't know about it. Well, comment. I mean, the original video that he produced, uh, or where he said, where he talked about... I don't remember exactly what he said, but he he certainly didn't mention Black Lives Matter. He okay. didn't mention... Like, his original... The, the, well, the ori huh? No, the original statement from the NFL... Regarding okay, I saw the protest, we and talked about that yeah, last week yeah, and how yeah. that was bullshit. It's bullshit, yeah. And then he he does the same thing that Drew Brees did. He, you know, he redid. Okay, okay. So I didn't even <clears throat> consider that. Like, but we uh, have that clip, right? Yeah, we do. I didn't consider his the first one a Roger Goodell thing. I thought that was more of an NFL PR thing. 
Yeah. So, so is the other one, the Roger Goodell one. Yeah. But this one, he gets it big time right. And I don't know, man. The, the owners, they're going to deal well, with this. Here's he the clip. only left out one important thing, which we'll discuss okay. afterwards. <laughs> Here's the clip. It has been a difficult time for our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud mm. Arbery, mm-hmm. and all the families who have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism Boom. and the systematic yeah. oppression of black people. Mm. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier. What? And encourage <laughs> all to speak out and peacefully protest. Okay. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. Oof, I'll get chills. <laughs> I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in this country. Personally protest. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. True. Yeah. And the protests around the country are emblematic Just of McCaffrey. the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. I am listening. And I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Mm. Wow. Preach, preacher! That's what, that's what they were saying in my family at church. Preach, preacher! I mean... Uh, they nailed it. I, he did nail it. I got to tell you, um, before, I know what you're going to talk about, but before we get into that, mm. to people not named, I want to say uh, that there's a backstory to this whole thing. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What okay. There's a backstory to the entire NFL thing. There was a, of course, there's black people on staff on the NFL PR team and whatnot. Yep. And uh, there was a, a guy, which uh, I didn't write his name down, but there's a guy who, he came out with the whole backstory that... He was really frustrated. They felt like the NFL's original statement that you alluded to mm. was whack. Mm. And it was like, it was fucked up. And it's just like, how are we working for this company that feels this way? And we're pretty pretty diverse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody's pissed. So uh, they were having, like, uh, internal conflict about it. Mm. So this one guy's like, fuck it. I'm going to reach out to players because the league cannot turn their back on players. So if the players speak, the league's going to have to respond. So so smart. So someone, excuse me, someone from within, uh, which I can't remember. Damn, I don't have his name, but he uh, reached out to uh, first. He reached out to Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. a Drew Brees teammate, uh-huh. and uh, he asked him if Michael Thomas could get some people together to read something because he had the idea for that commercial they did. Yeah, and then uh, Michael Thomas was like, hell yeah! So he reached out <laughs> to his friends, and they got like, have you seen the commercial? They got or the yeah. the clip. It's like. 20 players or so that or maybe 15 players or so and they uh they all read this thing but this guy wrote the whole thing and he told his fellow yeah. uh staffers at the nfl <laughs> like we're gonna make this thing and let the players release it and see how the nfl responds then mm. because in that thing they're pleading in that video they're pleading for the nfl to to speak out yeah uh, for social injustice and and say Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there's been a lot of interesting stories. That one I heard uh, read a little bit about, yeah. as well as um, the internal discussions that were happening at the NFL Network. Yeah. 
the the ah, TV network, okay. uh, which were having these kind of like roundtable discussion meetings and stuff like that, basically trying to, you know, in an organization, a big organization like that works like any other organization. It's usually pretty much a top-down kind of thing. All the oh. decisions come from the top and they trickle down. But this was the one time where you had sort of a revolt within yeah. and they were like kind of forcing the message up yeah. towards the top. Uh, and Goodell's statement proves that that yeah. actually worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked this time. And the guy said he got a call from the NFL. We probably read the same article. He got a call and he thought he was fired. He thought this was the one. <laughs> and it turned out they wanted to talk to him because they saw the video. Yeah, He's like, it kind of took a life of his own. Everybody wanted to get in. And that's yeah. when he said Lamar Jackson didn't get his in in time, but they had to get this video out. Mm. And uh, and he said he got the call and they wanted to come in and talk about how they're going to make a good response for Roger Goodell. Mm. And uh, that's how it happened, man. It's brilliant. I, I love think it. it. It is. And I, I, I don't have his name, but uh, he's a hero, man, because <laughs> it, it, it means a lot. Uh, I know it's just football, but it's football. You know what I'm saying? It's two things. Yeah. It's just football, but it's, it's still the biggest thing in America, like it or not. It's... It's going to affect those people who uh, are either um, disinterested in the whole thing or, or that are active racists but are apathetic. Yeah. They're going to watch football. They're going to see these clips and stuff like that, and they're going to be like, damn, well, if Drew Brees is saying this shit, maybe I'm on the wrong side. <clears throat> now it's leaking into NASCAR. I don't know if you saw that, but now NASCAR is I heard like, that. NASCAR is going to ban the like, rebel flag. Yeah, man. That's... And it means a lot to somebody like me who's like, damn, when you see that shit, you're just like, really? You know what I'm saying? It's like a small pinch. Shocking. You know? <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. When you, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. So if we're going to be cynical, yes, there's a name missing from this. Yes. There's one element that I think he could have. I have uh, an excuse for him, but continue. No, but I want to hear what you think. They did not say Colin Kaepernick's name. No. In the uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell response. And I was hoping they did. I was hoping when I saw it, I was like, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then he just names players. Uh, and Kaepernick was the elephant in the proverbial room. Right. But I think that he can't legally say Colin Kaepernick. Because of the lawsuit that they, they had. had a settlement, a yeah. lawsuit, and all that stuff. So if he does that, they've already settled. It's like, he can't do that. Yeah, it makes sense. That's almost like if he was, <laughs> he say, and th- and we blackballed you guys, but we shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? You can't. He can't do that. So I think he couldn't legally say Kaepernick, and I think it's it's understood that when he says all players that have protested, he's talking about Kaepernick as well. Yeah, it's kind of semantic. I've seen I've seen people saying that that's what needs to happen, but <laughs> I, I think he can't legally do it personally. I, I think the big takeaway from from what's happened in the last week, especially since the last time we recorded, is uh, things appear to still be moving in the right direction. Yes, agreed. Agreed, um, yes. There's a, there's still a lot of work. They're talking to, about defunding police and stuff like that. Uh, That's getting out there. I've been reading about that. Um, I won't go too much into it, but I think that the fact that they're talking about it, Joe Biden actually had to address it. Right. He's running for president. He had to address Defunded the police. I get. I thought he gave a shitty answer, but the fact that they're having to address these things yeah. means a lot because you know I remember uh, when Black Lives Matter became a thing. Uh, there was internal struggle. Like, should we say black? It's a bad slogan. Blah blah blah. And now you know the new slogan, Black Lives Matter, is a, a huge thing. And hopefully, defund the police becomes a huge thing as well. Didn't they paint it on the street outside of the White House? Yeah, I thought that was Big the uh, protesters letters? did it. I thought that, but it's actually the mayor did it. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> the mayor great. of 
the mayor of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Mayor of Chocolate City. Yep. Black Lives Matter. And that's now called Black Lives Matter Plaza, that area. Wow. <laughs> Are great. you shitting me? I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. It's Black Lives Matter Plaza. Wow. I can't wait to go. I'm, next year, I'm doing a road trip with my son, and we're going to end in that area. Damn. And uh, we're going to walk down Black Lives Matter Plaza. I, I feel just, I feel honored to be mm. part of what feels like a very historical moment, yeah. to be honest with you. But uh, Trump had them paint All Lives Matter and, and name uh, All Lives Matter Plaza. Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's so believable, though. They call it the All Lives Matter House now. Yes. <laughs> it does, it's not called the White House anymore. <laughs> White wasn't enough. Let's be... <laughs> it's the All, Li- <laughs> the All Lives Matter House. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. Wow. Uh, so that's uh, that's basically what's been going on in the NFL. Uh, uh, the, um, I, I got oh, a DeAndre good. Baker update. Oh, go for it. This is your <laughs> thing. This is your corner. <laughs> go for it. DeAndre Baker update. New York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker, who allegedly robbed a high roller backyard barbecue. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Madden <laughs> tournament. Yeah. Uh, likely will be cleared of robbery charges soon, according to his attorney. Wow. Yeah, smart to log in. I think we've got the case one. He says, to be honest with you, uh, I think it's only a matter of time. He was charged on four counts of armed robbery, four counts of aggravated assault. Seattle Seahawks cornerback Quentin Dunbar was also charged. Uh, they both pleaded not guilty. So what's up with Dunbar? Yeah, I you don't only know. Care about it doesn't. Baker. It doesn't really. Yeah, I don't care about him because he didn't play for the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he says uh, as soon as the dismissal goes through, he's going to head back to New Jersey and start practicing. Uh, so he's still on the team. Oh, yeah. And and uh, there's been a bunch of other articles that have come out this week, uh, basically with headlines, New York Giants are not looking to replace DeAndre Baker. Okay. Uh, so everything appears to be pointing in the direction of this going away. I bet the, uh, the other teams in NFC East are pretty happy about that since... He gets uh, his caught upon a lot. Yeah, he apparently sucks as a cornerback. Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, this motivates him to get his mind right. Uh, yeah, he says. Uh, hopefully, this is a wake up call for the young kid. That's what he needed. Is what his lawyer. He said. needed to get accused of armed robbery. <laughs> now I know what I need in my life. <laughs> I've been out here trying to work hard and get things done and so, writing, writing jokes regularly. I should have just just been accused of robbing a place. Sound advice from your personal attorney. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needs. Should be brought up on four felony charges. Life lesson. <laughs> when he walked in his office, man, son, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> this could be just the wake-up call you need. First, we're going to get you off. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, uh, um... Your boys are back. I saw that the uh, the Falcons are back on on uh, on the campus or the facility. It's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. I think the NFL is going to run as as uh, as planned. I think so too. I'm still curious if they're going to play with um with fans. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, what did you think about Deshaun Jackson's quote this week? What quote? Uh, Deshaun Jackson um, <clears throat> plays for the. For the Eagles. He's back at the Eagles? Uh, yeah, I feel like star receiver Deshaun Jackson wants the NFL to mic up every player to give fans an unprecedented access into what games are really like on the field. He's such a trash talker, too. And, and that's what he was saying. He was like, if there's going to be no fans, that every player on the field should get mic'd 
He was like, because you have no idea the shit that's going down yeah. on the field. He's I'm, like, I'm with it. I it, think American needs to get over this fucking profanity thing. I think it would be fantastic. It would be amazing. And the problem is that these networks, these networks don't want to get in trouble with the FCC. And that's one of the things since moving here hmm. has been so refreshing. Yeah. Because in, in Sweden, if you listen to, if they play a song on the radio, you hear it unedited. And, yeah. and, and especially with music now... People are more, you know, their stuff is on Spotify, on streaming services. Yeah. So people aren't releasing edited versions anymore. So when you listen on the radio back in the States, you don't hear half the song. Yeah. It's just bleeped out. Yeah. So, you know. I think the only thing that would be difficult with having everyone mic'd up would be trying to isolate all those separate conversations so that you could actually make sense of them. I'm sure it'll be... You know what uh, I mean? I'm sure it'll be on the replay or they'll choose somebody. But still, it would be kind of interesting to hear the audio. Like, if you had the entire offensive line and the entire defensive line mac- mic'd up, mm-hmm. and you could hear that multiplayer shit-talking, trash-talking, yeah, that would be... I'm thinking live, as they broadcast it, Yeah, they have one, you know, those, uh, those uh, uh, satellite mics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have those shot onto the field, yeah. right? And then, but still have recording on each person. Yeah. And then when they hear some gold, they play the gold. In the Hell, replay. without the fans, you might be able to hear them anyway. Exactly. You'll hear it at the thing. You'll be like, oh, man, I wonder what Deshaun Jackson said to him. when he. And then they cut to the replay, and then you hear him saying, oh, you get off me, boy. You can't, you can't guard me. You can't guard me. You know what I'm saying? I think <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be great. But just to hear. I'm going to hit you so hard, you crawl back into your mama. Yeah, before the snap. <laughs> and then you see, uh, uh, you on your back now, bitch. You said you're going to hit me. You know? And it's like, oh. Play that back, oh, you know. dude! It's gonna be great if I, they do I that. I hope they do it. Uh, I really hope there's fans. Actually, yeah. Hopefully, this thing has died down and uh, there's able to be fans. But if not, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it with that. And I hope they get over this whole profanity thing, man. Just let these guys mic them up, man. Just have a warning before every, after every commercial break. There's 700 commercial breaks anyway. Have a warning after every commercial break. Hey, man, or a delay. Yeah, maybe they could do a clean version. <laughs> If you want that, if you want the uncut, yeah, it would be like listening to Morse code or some shit. You know, it'd be hitting <laughs> yes. that bleep button like every two seconds. <laughs> I think they should. Uh, I think they could have a delay, like a, a two minute delay. It'll mess uh, up. It'll sure. mess up uh, live betting. Yeah, but they're uh, never gonna do that. I don't they mean, don't want to mess up betting. They're yeah. not gonna mess up the betting world. There's too yeah. much money in it. Or maybe there'll be, a, if you want to bet, then you go onto the Twitter feed or something like that. Right. And it doesn't have the mic. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just want him to mic everybody up. I think it would be awesome. I agree. Uh, there's, I have no problem with that. Yeah. And I think Deshaun Jackson, thank you. I, uh, I like watching that guy play. Yeah. I know he was considered a troubling or something like that. All he does is, like, showboat a little bit. He, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't get in trouble off the field. One day I want to sit down and talk about some players that uh, got bad rap. Like we should, we could pick some players that got bad raps. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Because uh, I got some opinions about people like To. Yeah, that has, gets a bad rap. We yeah. can, we could do that sometime. Yeah, for uh, sure. But yeah, they're back in facilities now. Um, mm-hmm. and that's a good sign. Yep. That we have uh, normally in March is OTAs every mm-hmm. year, and then in July. It's training camp. Yep. So I'm hoping that at least we can get to training camp. I just want the good signs for when does the preseason. When does that usually start? August. August, right? End of August. Yeah. Because then that's when Hard Knocks drops. Right. 
and uh, this will be an interesting hard knocks. Who are they covering this time? I want to say the Cowboys again, but I could be, I'm probably wrong. Because last year they did the Raiders. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, before that, was it Cincinnati or somebody? Yeah, I think uh, so. Chargers. Chargers? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That was the uh, least <laughs> the least watched chart knock, hard knocks ever is the Chargers. They, they, they don't be, actually have fans, so they I don't must know. be regretting that decision. <laughs> you, uh, your guy uh, is it Todd Gurley. Yeah, he came from the Chargers, right? No, no came Rams. from the Rams. Who was the Chargers uh, running back? Oh, yeah. oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. He made a. He was saying that if the sta- <laughs> if the stands are empty. Then uh, he'd be used to it because uh, the Chargers don't have fans anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Boom. <laughs> but he's playing for somebody else now. Where's Melvin Gordon at? Didn't he go to? I think he went to Denver. Go, yep, you're right. Melvin Gordon's in Denver. He's That's a Bronco. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've said some things that aren't true on here, and uh, I, I think it's irresponsible of me. So I'm scared to say the wrong thing. But you are right. Melvin Gordon went to. The Broncos. I say untrue things all the time. Yeah, so. but uh, yeah. <laughs> So do I. We're man. only human people. <laughs> we are very human. Yeah, yeah, we're uh. only human. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it right, since uh, our listeners are, are a lot of them are Swedish, and they, I don't need to guide people down the wrong path. That's true. Speaking of that, I got some weird um, requests, okay, or not requests, but suggestions from okay. Swedes regarding potential rule changes. Okay. Um, one, some of them actually made a lot of sense. Some of them were just crazy. Um, w- one Swedish friend of mine suggested, why, well, sort of asked, why? how come a field goal is three points no matter where you kick it from? Okay. Like, shouldn't you get more points? Like, or if you kick, kick a 30-yard field goal, you get three points. But if you kick a 50-yard field goal, shouldn't you get more points for that? Almost like a three-pointer. Yeah. And I was like, that's not, I can't disagree with that, actually. No. I mean, it would be a weird rule change. I think if it was, nah, nah, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, I, I, maybe I'm too caught in my NFL. Like I kind of like it. I think it would be interesting. Like, imagine how it would change the game. Like, people would take deliberate delay of game penalties just so that they could kick a five point huh, field goal. I didn't think about right? that. Yeah, but what if you decline it? Yeah, I, you decline the penalty. Yeah, that'd make the delay a That's game. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because it's the other. You could say yeah, because it's the other coaches. Yeah, decision if they want to decline it, but that's the thing. That was that glitch. They're taking it out now, but yeah. it, it burns the clock if you decline it. But it's an interesting question. The other one, my son uh, thinks that there a safety should be worth more than two points, based on the fact that it's like the hardest thing in the world. It's so <laughs> difficult to do. Like, why? Why should a safety count for less points than a field goal? Here's a here's a thing. I get that. I think uh, the rule change for safety, I think still two points mm-hmm. because um, you get the ball back too. That's part of it. So if That you is get, a big deal, If actually. you got four points for a safety and the ball back, it's like a little too much. Getting the ball back, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's a good point. But the uh, I think the safety rule <laughs> should change to any part of the body in the end zone is right. a safety. Right. Because now the entire part of the body has to be in the end zone. Yeah. And that makes it, first of all, hard to determine. Yeah. Harder to determine than if it was just like his foot and he gets yeah. tackled and tries to fall forward. Yeah. I think that should be changed. For for those of you who don't know, oh, the, yeah. a safety is when, you know, the either the quarterback or the running back, whoever's holding the ball at the time, if you get tackled in your own end zone, yeah. uh, it's two points to the defensive team and that team, the offensive team has to kick the ball off. 
to you, uh, and you get the to ball you. back. You get the ball Two back pretty much ball. right away. It's a really, really rare mm-hmm. thing that happens. Um, yeah, but it happens. Yeah, um, uh, I, I have uh, one of my favorite plays ever recently is uh, the Dolphins won an overtime game against the Cincinnati Bengals mm. with a safety. That's, yeah, that's what a feeling that that's was. Amazing. It was a Thursday night game. It's Halloween. Oh wow! <laughs> Thursday night game. Nice. And uh, I got up at two o'clock in the morning to watch it because I was living here, and uh, it paid off. <laughs> so I was mad. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a tie. We're gonna get a fucking tie." Yeah. And then uh, at the end, Cameron Wake sacks uh, Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Wow. And uh, that's, ex- that's in surprising. Overtime. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm gonna post it up on our our Instagram. Our Instagram is Fennel Pod. <laughs> Uh, so check that out. I'm, I'm going to be posting highlights and stuff and some mm. of our favorite plays and players and different uh, things. So follow that, spread the word, you know, all that stuff. The last rule thing that, uh, my wife actually came up with this one. Okay. This one's just total chaos. Uh, she thinks that, uh, you should be able to pass the ball forward after having crossed the line of scrimmage. That's XFL <laughs> shit. You know they did that. Can they do that in that the was, XFL? It was the XFL rule. XFL is now defunct. Yeah. But XFL, you can pass it <clears throat> once more. You can throw the ball forward twice every play. I just, when I started to like kind of really close my eyes and, and think about how much that would change the game. and It takes it away from being a... It would just be, it, it'd be insane. Chaos. It'd be total chaos. Like what, like... One of the rules that make football football is the offensive linemen have to stay there until the ball's thrown. Right. Where, did, where? How far are they allowed to progress downfield then? Right. If right, because then you can get called for an ineligible receiver downfield or yeah, something, right? Like, stuff like that. The yeah. little stuff like that keeps football being football. Yeah, I think. I think so, so too. So I think throwing it again is like eh, it seems more like backyard shit than yeah the structure of football. Sure. Yeah, it's, it feels like almost like a de-evolution to do something like yeah. that. It would be like going like, back in time. Or if nobody was watching. <laughs> <laughs> nobody saying the NFL yeah. is uh, yeah. not fun. Yeah. You know, I think it would... I, I like that they do look in, at stuff and, and make changes, but I also like that it goes gradually. Like, uh, I think I mentioned it last week, the biggest thing they've changed recently is moving the extra points. After every touchdown, you have the opportunity to kick for one point. They moved it because ninety seven percent or something crazy like that. Yeah, were making the extra point because it was only a fifteen yard kick, and now they make it from the fifteen yard line. Right, uh, which makes it what thirty three yards or so. It right. depends on how where they have the goalposts, but most right, most uh, the end zone is ten yards. Yep, and oh, it depends on where they line up. They line up depend between seven and nine right. yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right, right, right. So fifteen, twenty five. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. 33-ish. Yeah. Most of them is about 33-yard kick. It's been a rough go for field goal kickers in the last two seasons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You would think you would think that they'd be able to, everybody could make a 60-yarder. Oh, that's what I wanted to say, actually. With regard to the, the field goal argument, mm-hmm. making that more points, the one okay. thing that I was thinking about was, you know, it's sort of, it's difficult to know if this would actually happen, but if you did sort of create an extra incentive within the realm of field goal kicking... Would you not see better field goal kickers emerging, right? Yeah, or like it, specialists. Sort of like in the same way in basketball, how you have three-point specialists, yeah. right? Would you not, you would... Guys who could only <clears throat> kick far, but they were trying to line them up and all of that. Like, I would imagine that would absolutely happen. It would just, it could actually improve the quality of field goal kicking. Yeah, that's, the that's only, true. Or the pressure. 
<laughs> oh, there, yeah, you for sure. More I mean, it, but, can there be more pressure on a field goal kicker? Uh, I don't know, man. This seems like it could add it because it's like you're losing by three. Yeah. They, but you're so far. It's a 54-yarder, so now it's a four-pointer. Yeah. And that's a hard kick. I'm so I, I or just think about if you get if it's third and and twenty two after a penalty or something. Yeah. And then if you lose instead of trying to get the first down, you lose a couple more yards just so that the kicker could try this extra point at kick. Yeah. Like you run it backwards and take a knee or something like that. And now you got this kicker trying to make a fifty eight yarder. I gotta Press, say, sure. I I gotta say I, I don't have a problem with this idea. I think it would be cool. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, but I, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm I'm against it for the record. I, I'm just like, no, man, you're fucking with my sport, man. They would never change that. No, I don't think. it's like uh, we're going, we're playing instead of playing Madden, we're playing Blitz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee you, nobody's robbed a Blitz tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, DeAndre Baker. <laughs> we keep punching on you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all we got for the news for this past week uh, in the NFL. Uh, someone wrote in to us uh, saying that they want us to uh, to write uh, to to get more in depth about how we feel about each team, and that's something that we can we can take on. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into it this week. I think we could go into it a little bit this week. Okay, we were talking about the NFC East, right? Yeah, starting NFC there East. maybe. Yeah, you can go with the you can bring the facts. Sure. And I'll bring the fan. Should we go So ahead? as a fan of, of, of football, I'll tell you what I think about these teams and then you can talk about the real, like how these teams got established. Yeah. Maybe we should go in alphabetical order. I can start with the yes. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Established January twenty eighth, nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh first season was in yeah, nineteen sixty. Um they're one of the most popular teams in the NFL. Called America's Team. Yeah, they were called America's Team. There's a pretty interesting documentary about that. Okay. The guy who came up with the phrase and how okay. it caught on. I, I think I saw it on the NFL Network. It was a couple of summers ago. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty I'm good. curious about that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it was literally one of those. It's just a branding thing. Yeah, you smart. Know, someone just pulled this phrase out of his ass and said, yep, thanks. And now they play America's every team. Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they've won five, five. Super Bowls, yeah, or five. no? Have they won five Super Did Bowls? Did Star win one? They won five. Wait a minute, where is it at? There's um, well, they've won a shitload of Super Bowls. They've won at least at least. Cowboys uh, have won five of those yeah, it's Super five. Bowls. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. But they've won a few championship championships. So like before we were talking, didn't we talk about this last week? The AFC and the the AFL, was the, the AFL and the NFL used to be separate things, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, so they they won some championships before the merger, and then after the merger, that's what they typically refer to as the Super, Super Bowl Bowls, era. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, Cowboys have won five of their Super Bowl appearances, tying them with their NFC rivals, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Um, let's see, 2015 Dallas Cowboys became the first sports team to be valued at $4 billion, making it the most valuable sports team in the world, according to Forbes magazine. Damn. So there's that. Wow. I would think that there's a soccer team worth more. Mm Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Go here's Jerry. A, here's a very interesting story, uh, about the, both the origin of the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. And the origin of the rivalry between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins. Okay. Which I found oh. 
quite fascinating. Okay. Uh, the guy who was, um, let's see, um, he, this was the guy who owned the, he was trying to get a football team in Dallas. Mm. Something Marshall, what was his name? Um, ah, shit, I can't find it. Oh, George Preston Marshall is his name. Okay. Um, He's got three first names. Yeah. <laughs> Like Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> uh, okay, so apparently he had a falling out with the Redskins. Um, like he was trying to get a team, and the guy who owned the Redskins, um, <clears throat> the guy who owned the Redskins uh, had some sort of a TV marketing deal all over the South. So he had sort of a, a monopoly on the way football was broadcast throughout the South. Okay, and he was the one who was blocking this guy from getting a team in Dallas. Uh, so. This guy came up with a pretty interesting um, idea. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so the, the Dallas, I'm going to go back and correct myself, because the guy who was trying to get the team in Dallas, his name was, he was like an oil tycoon, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, Clint Murchison okay. had been trying to get an NFL expansion team in Dallas. Um, but George Preston Marshall who was actually the guy who owned the Redskins. Redskins he had a monopoly okay. over the South. So the story goes like this. Marshall had a falling out with the Redskins band leader. Okay. This guy named Barney Breskin. Okay. okay. And Breskin had written the music to the Redskins fight song called Hail to the Redskins. Okay. Yeah. Marshall's wife had written the lyrics to the song. Okay. Breskin, Breskin still owned the rights to the song and was aware that uh, Murchison's plight to get an NFL franchise, you know, the Dallas guy was trying mm. to get a team. Uh, and so this guy is pissed off at the Redskins owner. Uh, and he approaches the guy, Murchison, trying to get the team in Dallas, approaches his attorney to sell him the rights to the song before the expansion vote in 1959. Okay. Murchison purchases the rights to hail to the Redskins for $2,500. Before the vote to award the franchise in 1959, Murchison reveals to the owner of the Redskins that he owned the rights to their song and he was not going to allow them to play it during the games. <laughs> That's some gangster shit right there. <laughs> so in exchange for the right to play that song at their Let games, the owner. he gave his vote in order for the Dallas Cowboys wow. to come into the league. That's some slick shit right there, man. That's a pretty cool story. Wow. I know I sort of butchered it at the beginning, but I think I pulled it wow, together. You got though. it. You got it. All right. What's the what's the Redskins backstory? Oh, I guess we're going alphabetically. Uh, so we yeah, got the, let's see. Where, 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 so that would Giants. be New York. New yeah. York Giants. Established, now, this is a very old uh, football team. Mm -hmm. uh, established August 1st, 1925. I knew it was the 20s. Okay. I should have guessed 1925. Commonly right. referred to as the G-Men. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the team ranks third among all NFL franchises with eight championship titles, four in the pre-Super Bowl era, and uh, yeah, and four after, obviously. Wow. Um, along with more championship appearances than any other team, 19 overall. Wow. If you include yeah, the pre, entire... Yeah, pre-Super Bowl era. Yeah. Pre-60, <clears throat> 66, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, to, to distinguish themselves from the professional baseball team that had the same name at the time, they used to be mm. the New York Giants, mm -hmm. uh, the football team was incorporated as the New York National, I guess this must, I think this was after the, you know, because the New York Giants, they left town, they became the San Francisco Giants. Right, I think. Right, right. And so in order to, they were like, well, we need to come up with a new name. This is the name they came up with. Quote, the New York National Football League Company Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> What's their mascot? <laughs> <laughs> Mascot is a contract. 
1929, they changed the name to the New York Football Giants. Okay. Oh, is that what? That's where that What's comes the name? from. Steve Berman says it all the time. The yeah. New York Football Giants. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. All the right. New York National League Football Company Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst branding ever. <laughs> uh, what's up with the Eagles? Eagles. Where are the Eagles? Let's pull them up. Eagles were established January, or no, sorry, July 8th, uh, 1933. 33? Also very old. Wow. Yeah. The franchise was established in 1933 as a replacement for the bankrupt Frankfurt Yellow Jackets. Frankfurt, where's that at? I don't know. Somewhere in Pennsylvania, I guess. Wow, okay. Um, for yellow jackets. Hmm. There's a pretty cool video on YouTube, actually. We, we should uh, post a link to that where it kind okay. of shows you the 100-year history of the NFL teams, like how they started, the ones that started, and how they folded, and where they moved. And it kind of... Okay. It's only like 10 or 15 minutes, but it's kind of, it's an animation that just shows like a map of America, and it keeps popping up, and they're kind okay. of narrating. I'll put it in our Patreon. It's quite cool, actually. So people who uh, follow um, us on Patreon can check it out. They are Philadelphia Eagles, fierce rivals with the New York Giants. Um, obviously, they're geographically quite close. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they say this rivalry is the oldest in the NFL East and is among the oldest in the NFL entirely. Of course. Uh, obviously, because the teams are so old. Uh, it was ranked by the NFL Network as the number one rivalry of all time. Really? I Yeah, that's what they said. The Eagles Giants. I would think Bears Packers immediately. Sports Illustrated ranks it as the fourth best rivalry, okay. so it's not like everyone's in agreement okay, on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think Packers Bears might be. Uh, and they all uh, they also obviously uh, outside of their conference have a pretty strong rivalry with the Pittsburgh Steelers because mm-hmm. they're in the same state. It's naturally it's called the Battle of Pennsylvania. Okay, when they Oof, play each other creative. every year. Yeah, it's the they same. They don't play each other every year. Well, they don't play each other every year, but when they do, obviously, okay. it's, uh, they play every four years. That's why I can't be a rivalry anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do that. Now. It works better in hockey for you know Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers. They yeah. they they're actually in the same they're in the same division. Wow! And they play each other four at least four times a year, wow. and it's like a blood battle. It's good. It's a good one. All right, what's the uh, what's up with the last team? Was the Redskins? Redskins. Washington football team. Yep. <laughs> we can talk about that now too. Yeah, uh, established July 9th. Uh, 1932. Damn, the NFC East is old as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. NFL franchise. Uh, the Redskins were the first NFL franchise with an official marching band and the first song, <laughs> okay. Hail to the Redskins, which wow. I just told you. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was a big deal to them. So when he... <laughs> Shout out to Murchison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice move, bro. Uh, the team actually started in um, Boston in 1932. Wow. They were the Boston Braves. Um, oh, so they just keep it racist. Well, they were named... Uh, this is actually... And when you see this video of the history of the teams, you'll see that it was not entirely uncommon when these football teams started popping up to share a name with another team that already existed in that ah, town. Okay. So you had, in Boston at the time, you had a baseball team called the Boston Braves. Okay. Um, and so they, they shared that name. Okay. Uh, but then the Boston Braves, I think they moved to Milwaukee oh, and then to Atlanta. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Um, but in okay. order to uh, sort of, again, kind of separate them, you know, themselves from the from the Boston Braves name, uh, but they wanted to stick with the same Native American theme. So the owner decided to call them the Redskins. Redskins which is more racist. Yeah. Yeah. 
according to Forbes, the Redskins are the fifth most valuable franchise in the NFL. How? I don't know. And the 14th most valuable sports franchise in the world as of 2019. Valued at approximately $3.1 billion. See, man. This is how rich people stay rich. <clears throat> yeah. Because <laughs> if there's any team that should be... Uh... But on a positive note, first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Doug, Doug uh, Williams. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty okay. cool. Well, that's good. Um, that makes it all better. They addressed the controversy <laughs> of the thing here. The name? Yeah. The name and the logo of the Washington Redskins is part of a larger controversy regarding the, you know, obviously they're calling it Redskins. Mm. Some people opposed to it. Some people reject it. it. And their sort of white privilege response, uh, sorry, <laughs> did I say that? White privilege? <laughs> uh, was something due to the fact, oh, well, we got, we have four Native American players. We're not racist. It's like saying, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> something like that. Oh, you no. know, like, I got. Native American friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they obviously, they did their own internal polling where they asked a bunch of, you know, Native American tribes, are you offended by this? And, and you know, they put out, no. Uh, okay. So there I are, get it. Oh. Some people aren't offended by it. Yeah. Some people are. Um, yeah. I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. I was going to say the same. I don't really have a, an opinion. I just think that, uh, I don't know, when, once enough people are saying it's it's offensive, I don't know, but I've never heard somebody yell out, man, you know who's lazy? <laughs> Those damn Redskins. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never heard yeah. it as like a slur. So. Well, in one way, I think I would say in all fairness to the Native American community, I think the way that makes it a little easier to not take a position on the Redskins name is that, you know, the battle between the U.S. government and the Native American community uh, is has been over for a long time. Who won? Yeah, who do, you, who do you think? You know, it's a little different when you're that's talking crazy. about the Black Lives to, Matter. That sentence is crazy. I know. The battle between the U.S. government. Yeah, like, I, know. I know. And the Native Americans. Yeah, they, they just, came up with an official policy where they tried to kind of, you know, sort of Americanize the Native American community through football, by and large. Yeah, that's, um, I like that. that's a good story. And it was, you know, they came up with this famous phrase, which is also one of those things that when you hear it, you kind of have to think about it. And mm -hmm. the phrase was essentially, uh, kill the Indian, save the man. Okay. So the idea was to sort of okay. squeeze the yeah. Indianness out of them yeah. uh, and turn them into whiteies. White. Just like the more you think about that statement, the more horrible it yes, sounds. Kill you know? the Indian, save the man. It's also inferring that Native Americans yeah. aren't. They'll be like, kill the black people and make them white. Uh, or, yeah, make them humans. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, even, it's worse, man. Yeah, they're it's they're like, calling them savages. And they did call them savages yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was the third name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got, we're, they can't be Braves anymore. How about Redskin or Savage? I don't know. Redskins uh, come, rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. Oof. All right. Well, so, that's, yeah. that's that. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> How do you feel about them personally? Uh, Personally. Okay, we'll start with the... Uh, who was the first team? Giants. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys, sorry. Uh, Cowboys, uh, I don't like Cowboys fans. Okay. Uh, I feel like for a little bit of my life, when I was eight years old, I lived in the Dallas area. Okay. Uh, my parents' military moved around a lot. Uh, so I lived in, uh, in the Dallas area, and I remember uh, like kind of rooting for the Cowboys, and like they weren't that good, mm. and then nobody cared about them. Right. And then a couple years later, they got good. Mm. Jerry Jones took the team. He did that crazy 
Yeah. Uh, the crazy draft where he took all of the, like, basically rebuilt the offensive line that Emma Smith went to the Pro Bowl, um, to the Hall of Fame uh, behind. Yeah. Sure. Even though he was a mediocre running back. I said it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not a big fan. I was always mad that they were called America's <clears throat> Team. Because yeah. I was like, America's Team should be from either, like, New York or D.C. or something like that. Yeah. Why the fuck does Dallas have America's Team? But, you know. I, I got get, sucked I in by the America's team thing as a kid. I see. Uh, but it was mostly because you know they were just they were easy to root for when yeah. I was a kid, and and coming from Atlanta, uh, where the Falcons were never really good during my childhood. Yeah. Um, so it was easy to kind of pick another team, and it was quite easy, you know, yeah, to pick, everywhere they were to get everywhere. to get sucked into the yeah. America's team thing. And they had Tony Dorsett, and they had oh yeah, I liked him too. Uh, yeah. Drew Pearson was their wide receiver, who just seemed um, like he could catch anything. He was like okay. he was, you know, the '80s version of Julio Jones. So uh, my problem, my main thing was, I thought the American team was bullshit, and then the fact that they kind of or the default coverage around yeah. the U.S. Yeah. If you if you if you live somewhere that didn't have a team, yeah, you get Cowboys games, and that's sure. just like why we're talking about. Uh, uh, where how we would get Europe interested yeah. in NFL by placing coverage in places yep. because that's what it does. And then now all of these, yeah, I, I hate these motherfuckers. When I meet somebody that's my age yeah. that likes the Cowboys, it's like, no, you jumped on the winning team yeah. in the 90s when it was easy to root for them. Yeah. When uh, other team, uh, I get passionate I about jumped it. on the bandwagon when they came out with the whole America's team thing, but at this point, I don't give two shits about the Cowboys. Oh, oh same man. Um, so I've gotten over I, it. I've I gotten never. wiser. <laughs> I just think the world's in a better place when the Cowboys suck. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Giants? The Giants, uh, man, they beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Shout out to them. Yeah. Because if, if Brady yeah. wins those other two Super Bowls, ugh, I would. I hate Patriots fans. I yeah. can't wait to talk about that. I might mention that every time we do this, <laughs> that I hate Patriots fans and yeah. the Patriots in general. Yeah, I got but, no issues with the Giants. <laughs> no issues. I'm fine with uh, I even like root for Eli. He's got this whole all shucks about him. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I root for him. Uh, and then I, I was rooting for them with Jeff Hostel. I thought yeah. he was cool, man. Yeah. Phil Sims, I thought he looked like a statue. Hostel was a little more exciting. Yeah. Uh, and they won the Super Bowl that year. They also cranked out a bunch of uh, coaches out of that tree, man, that uh, Bill Parcells tree uh. that uh, had the Giants. And who doesn't like Lawrence Taylor? Oh, dude. I'm going to do a Lawrence Taylor appreciation post in, the, uh, in our uh, Instagram. Lawrence Taylor is the best. Uh, I love amazing. It. And yeah. then he's, a, An he's, a, he's a coked out animal, man. But he's super honest about who he is and who he yeah. was and the mistakes he made. He's yeah. like, I, I like him. He, yeah, yeah. So, so you can't. I, it's He's hard real. to dislike the Giants, man. He was real. Uh, Giants fans on the other hand, when I lived in, the, in that area, <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. shut the fuck no, up. New, New York fans are not. Uh, yeah. What about up. Philadelphia Eagles? Eagles, that's that's kind of my NFC team, man. Is it really? Yeah, that's kind of my, like, I, I root for them. Uh, as a kid, my dad was always, uh, like you mentioned Doug Williams earlier. Yeah. My dad was, uh, he, he, he ingrained in me that there's this, uh, this hatred of black people in America by white people, right. and uh, and there's this narrative that black men aren't smart enough to play quarterback. Mm. So my dad was like Doug Williams, and then he 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 wanted me to cheer for any time a black quarterback was on the field. Yeah, and the Eagles almost <laughs> always employ a black quarterback. Man, yeah, they even they, gave Michael Vick a second they chance. They gave Michael Vick a second chance before that. that was they had cool. Donovan McNabb before that. Yep, they had one of the most fun quarterbacks to ever watch in Randall Cunningham. Sure, and uh, so I was rooting for them. Whenever uh, as a as a yeah. little kid, I was rooting for the Bears. My yeah. dad's from Chicago; he was the football interested in the family. Mm-hmm. So uh, I rooted for the Bears when they once they got knocked out of the playoffs. Rooting for the Eagles, you know. And then there's I got a, a lot older. to like there oh, for yeah. sure. 
so yeah, Philly and the Philly, the whole passion. It's it's pretty cool. I liked it. I know. Uh, Redskins. How watch you the Redskins. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Like I, Dan Snyder is their owner. Right. And I remember uh, when he took over, I thought it was pretty cool the way he came out with all the swag. He just came out like, I'm going to be the fucking best. It was like Mark Cuban. Right. But Mark Cuban learned how to be a good owner. Right. And Dan Snyder never did that. Right. Mark Cuban is the owner of the Dallas uh, Mavericks, right. if anybody yeah. doesn't know. A basketball team, NBA. <clears throat> uh, but uh, Mark Cuban learned how to be a, a good owner, and Dan Snyder never learned. And he just fucks up drafts year after year. And I'm just like... Sell the team. I don't know. Yeah. So I can't root for them when under bad uh, leadership like that. Yeah. I liked them when they had, got McNabb. Yeah. Black I, um, yeah, I, I don't really have a feeling about I mean, yeah, same I, I could care less. Yeah. Falcons hardly ever play them anyway, so. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's it, man. That's my feeling on the NFC East personally yeah. and your official uh, breakdown. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Let's crank out this uh, AFC North. We're doing them this week. Uh mm. That's uh, last week we did the NFC North. This week is the AFC North. So we can knock it out. Um, yeah. With the teams in Europe, you said you got some some good ones. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with Baltimore Ravens. You want to go first? Baltimore Ravens. Or I could if, you, if you're looking. <clears throat> Baltimore Ravens. I'm sticking them in Palermo, Italy. Oof. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, huh? Yeah. A lot of Italian immigrants in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, thriving little Italy community in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Italian Gambino crime family ran the port of Baltimore for most of the 20th century. Wow, nice. Yeah. Also, Palermo, Sicily, port town, birthplace of the mafia. Okay. There you go. I find it a little problematic that anytime you uh, think of the mafia, you uh, put Italy, like you, you come up with Italy. Just throwing it out there. How's that problematic? <laughs> It's historically it's accurate. Just, it's, okay. All right, okay. Good point. Good point. All right. Uh, I picked Frankfurt an der Oder. It's, this, it's the east of Germany. That's so fast. I was going to pick that for something else, and I tra- changed my mind. That little city? That yeah. little town on the, yeah. on the... It's on the border of Germany and Poland. Mm-hmm. Uh, town and, divided. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's home. Here's the reason. It's home to Henrik von Kleist. Okay. He's a famous poet nice. that died young at the age of 34. He shot himself and his friend, oh, uh, no. a woman, uh, on the shore of uh, in Hamburg. And his death is attributed uh, in part to depression and to mental exhaustion. Does that sound like someone you know? <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe lost his fucking mind on the streets. Wow. Uh, <laughs> As well, and was taken to a hospital where he died young, age of 40. Uh, and Baltimore, he was from Baltimore. I love this connection. And this is, he wrote a famous poem, The Raven. Yes. And that is who the Baltimore Ravens are named wow. after. Wow. And, uh, okay. That's a good one. <laughs> died tragically. Uh, and uh, East Germany's own uh, writer is why the, re- the region will receive coverage of the Baltimore Ravens. <gasps> Boom! Just stop talking. That's like out of the park. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot you like believe that. you managed to hook that into Edgar Allan Poe. That yeah, is man. not where I thought you were going. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. Well uh, done. What you got for Cincinnati Bengals? Cincinnati Bengals. I have Budapest. Oof. I almost did that for them. Wow. We're getting... Okay. Budapest, Hungary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are both towns divided. 
Okay. Cincinnati is divided by an interstate, and apparently there is quite the rivalry between East and West. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Budapest, back in the 18-something or other. Again, not a deep dive. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the cities, they were two separate cities. One was called Buda, and the other one was called Pest. Really? Yeah. Separated. The cities were separated by a river, the River Danube, it says. Mm-hmm. Um, also saw a story, interestingly enough, about a Hungar- of sort of like a Hungarian tiger king mm-hmm. okay. type dude outside of Budapest. <laughs> has his own little private zoo with tigers and shit. Fuck Carol Baskins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Budapest, like Cincinnati, is known as a rather conservative city, stuck mm-hmm. in the past, slow to change. And... Again, Mark Twain quote coming in here oh, again. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Mark Twain, once upon a time, quote machine. Just, just Google Mark Twain quotes. Uh, he said, "If the world was ending, I would want to be in Cincinnati because everything happens there ten years later." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Cincinnati might have been the toughest one I've done so far. Yeah. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I landed on Latvia. Okay. Uh, it's because Cincinnati has the largest growing economy in the in the Midwest. And Latvia has the fifth largest uh, economy in all of Europe. So I thought uh, that uh, those two correlated well. Both have uh, transportation access to major regions throughout mm-hmm. uh, both places. So that was my reason I could for buy that. Cincinnati uh, Bengals in Latvia. I could buy that. All right. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. I got Gdansk, Poland. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did the same thing. No, just kidding. <laughs> Gdansk. Uh, they're both port towns, shipping okay. towns, Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, versus the Baltic Sea, obviously. Okay. So they're not both lakes, but whatever. Water. Uh, <laughs> one of the largest <laughs> telecom companies uh, in Gdansk is simply called Orange. Okay. Perfect marketing partner. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Orange. Okay. I got you. Yeah. They that's make a that's little, their helmet. Yeah. Just orange. Totally. Um, yeah. Uh, the Browns. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it actually. Okay. What was your, uh, yeah. I think I think you'll like this. All right. Um Oh wait, sorry. Oh. I have one more thing. Okay. Apparently in Cleveland, one of the most popular street foods is called the Polish boy. Pole boy. It, no, it's called the Polish, Polish boy. boy. Okay. I get this. The Polish boy is a Polish kielbasa sausage mm-hmm. in a bun, covered in coleslaw, stacked with french fries. Barbecue sauce Damn. and or hot sauce, and then deep fried. Damn. <laughs> Where's this at? This was a Cleveland. Cleveland. Damn. The Polish boy. Oof. So that was the other reason why I chose Poland. Okay, makes sense. Uh, I chose Vienna, Austria, because of uh, the access to some nice lakes. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland sits on Lake Erie. There's some uh, fa- very famous people from both <laughs> Cleveland and Austria. Oh, really? Believe it or not, very uh, interesting fact. And, uh, so they're from two places at the same time? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, from Cleveland, we got Steve Harvey, Bob Hope, Paul Newman, yeah. Steph Curry, Joe Walsh, Dr. Oz, Arsenio Hall, nice. Drew Carey, Halle Berry, Dang, Kid Cudi. Halle Berry's from Cleveland? Yep. <gasps> Jerry Lawler, uh, and Terrence Howard, to name 12. Wow. Uh, and then famous people from, <laughs> famous people from... Steve Harvey, Halle Berry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Famous Austrians. We got uh, Wolfgang uh, Amadeus Mozart. He's pretty famous. Yeah. Uh, Beethoven, also also from Austria. Also famous. Uh, one guy uh, you may have heard of, Adolf Hitler. Mm. 
also, also from uh, from Austria. Um, <laughs> uh, Maria Theresia and uh, uh, it starts getting it tapers off. Right, you, yeah. you, get, you get my point. You get my point. Yeah, uh, and also um, Austria has a, a diverse list of popular sports throughout the years, and that they would be very receptive to taking on a football team. I can see that. Happening. So that was my uh, for sure. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. I picked Dortmund, Germany. Uh, because Germany is the highest uh, steel-producing country in Europe, and most of the plants are around that area. And oddly enough, the famous football team from that area, the, uh, what are they called, uh, Borussia Dortmund football team, they have the same colors as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, nice. Black exactly and yellow, same. black and yellow. So I think they would fit in perfectly. All right. I chose, uh, wish me luck on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yekaterinburg, <laughs> Russia. So you've been there then. Yekaterinburg, <laughs> Russia. It's located in Russia's Midwest. It's the leading steel provider in Europe. Yeah. It's a working class town and it's advanced and westernized. So uh, I thought it, it makes sense. I've been to Pittsburgh and it, it reminded me of Pittsburgh. Nice. I haven't been to, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near Russia for a while <laughs> to keep my black ass over here, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, thanks. I think that's all I got. I think you had some good ones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's yeah. what we got. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we kind of probably went a little long here today. Maybe. We have shit to get off our chest, man. Yeah, man. Shit's NFL. We do what the fuck we want to do. Stuff's happening, man. Yeah, shit's happening. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with, yep. uh, with some more uh, NFL updates and some updates on our uh, lives. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Jonathan Rollins with Skiff Masara. And, uh, yeah, see you next week. Later, y'all. Peace. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.